Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Paul Stevenson, and this is episode 91 of Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast, with a new episode released every single day. You get an extended interview like this one every Monday, and short four or five minute daily episodes Tuesday through Sunday on a show that I call This Day Rocks. Loads of content for classic rock fans. Now, today's interview is with a brilliant guitarist, one of the hardest working men in the business, with quite possibly the best hair in the business, too. He's worked with a real mix of people, including Twisted Sisters Dee Snyder, Ario Speedwagon's Kevin Cronin, former Rainbow singer Joan Lynn Turner, Rats Stephen Piercy, Ted Nugent, Sebastian Bach, Glenn Hughes as well, all the way through to the likes of Cher and Wycliffe Jean and Debbie Gibson. It's a heck of a list, isn't it? He's been part of Night Ranger, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and for the last number of years, one of the dynamic guitarists for David Coverdale in Whitesnake. Today's guest is the wonderful Joel Hoekstra. Now, before we hear it, though, another quick plea for podcast reviews. A huge thank you to everyone that has left one recently. These make such a big difference to how podcasts become visible to new audiences. It literally takes just two minutes as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just hit the five stars and leave a short glowing review. It doesn't have to be much, but huge thank you to people that do go into it deeply. Andy Old, thank you so much for that massive review. It was fantastic. If you're listening on Spotify, you can hit five stars on there as well. I think the likes of Podcast Addict and Good Pods as well, they all allow the five stars. So please, whatever you're listening to this on now, just check it out. See if you can leave a review. See if you can leave some star ratings. If you can, that would be amazing. It really does help to push the podcast higher up the charts and it gets it more visible to new listeners as well. Plus, a huge thank you if you've subscribed to Vintage Rock Pod on YouTube. The channel has now passed the 1 million views mark, which is bonkers, really. You can see the clips from the interviews that I do over the whole two, three years I've been doing this. Plus, you can take part in the daily poll, and there's more than 1,000, 1,500, sometimes 2,000 people vote on this poll, and it always generates a lot of great debates on there. You can see all the comments and stuff, and people get into hot takes on this, that, and the other. It's really, really good, so please do check out Vintage Rock Pod on YouTube if you haven't done so already. And finally... Don't forget to check out some of the other shows on the Pantheon Podcast Network, of which Vintage Rock Pod is, of course, a proud part of. Loads of great shows on there and new ones just added recently as well, like good friend of the show Joe with his Play That Rock and Roll podcast, proudly part of the Pantheon Network as well. There's also guys you'll have heard plenty of in the This Day Rocks episodes, like the guys from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast, Shouted Out Loudcast, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, About Man and God and Law, Bob Dylan, and Rock Is Lit with Christy Hull. Too. There's loads more on that network, so check it out. Loads of brilliant podcasts. 
Anyway, let's get back to Joel Herkstra then. In this chat, we talk about last year's White Snake tour and the cancellations, how he joined the band and what David Coverdale is really like, how survivors Jim Peterick gave him his big break, his time with Night Ranger, and how he often has to fill in last minute, like literally, for bands and how he manages to do it. Plus, we talk about his new solo album and the recent record with Revolution Saints. There's so much to pack into this. So please enjoy this chat with the talented guitarist, Joel Herkstra. So I want to say, first of all, um, I saw you guys in Glasgow last year on the Farewell Tour. Absolutely fantastic. You guys were awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it very much. And the bands that are with you as well, Foreigner in Europe, they certainly played their part. I mean, um, how was it being on that tour? I mean, obviously you've been with, with Whitesnake for a, for a number of years, but with it being labelled the Farewell Tour, was it tinged with a bit of sadness, but nice to have been part of such a big thing? Um, well, I mean, it seemed a ways off at the time. And, and now with things like kind of, you know, hitting a hitting a grinding to a halt and kind of putting us in a holding pattern there's more of a tinge of sadness over that than there was over the actual tour i was thinking hey well of a couple of years this you know can be a beautiful thing maybe we'll have some fun stuff like you know obviously steve Vai joining us at hellfest and i, I thought maybe we'll have some other great moments like that some historic white snake members and things like that join us and make it a big celebration of david's career and for the fans and so um obviously unfortunately you know health had other plans and so we're kind of in a holding pattern right now, but, you know, David's been floating the possibility of getting back out. So we'll hopefully do so. And, and if not, you know, like I'll just be happy to support David and whatever his vision is with whatever he's got cooking for Whitesnake, man. Now let's go back a few years. Um, I want to speak about someone we've had on the show as well, Jim Peterick. Now I heard that he was, um, you, well, you worked with him pretty early on, didn't you, in your career? Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs, not far from where Jim lives. So really when I joined Kathy Richardson's band, Kathy sings for mm-hmm. Jefferson Starship these days. Yeah. Those that haven't checked her out. She's, she's a great, amazing talent. And, uh, and um, really at that time, Jim started hiring me for some sessions here and there. So I'd go over and then he hired me in his world stage band um, to kind of those events were just really once or twice a year where he'd bring in people, friends to sing their hits and maybe even some of their newer material because it, these were really long concerts. We played for three and a half hours, things like that. But, you know, I got to play with a lot of great people through that. Um, you know, Don Barnes from 38 Special, um, you know, Rick Emmett from Triumph, Alan Parsons, uh, Kevin Cronin from REO. And there's a really long list of people that that came through and that I got to work with through that. And one of those people was Kelly Kagey from Night Ranger was there pretty much uh, every time. And so that was kind of the in with Night Ranger was when they needed a guitarist. Kelly knew me from being this guy who would come in on no rehearsal and play these 30 songs or whatever. And so I think when I don't, it's people don't remember, but Red Beach was actually the guitarist in Night Ranger uh, for about a year there between Jeff Watson and myself. And so Reb needed to miss a show to play with Winger. And uh, they, rather than cancel the show, Kelly said, I know this guy, you know, from Jim Peterick's band. And so, yeah, in a lot of ways, Jim really gave me my start. You know, he got me out there, um, you know, working with artists who were national artists and name artists. And, um, you know, he's still a dear friend. I love Jim. And, uh, you know, yeah, he's in many ways, he gave me my start. 
Fantastic stuff. And you talk there about um, having very little time for rehearsal or to, to learn the sort of stuff for, for Night Ranger. And that's happened a couple of times with you. So where do you think you've got this ability from to, to kind of go into these different bands and, and kind of hit the ground running? Desperation. <laughs> well, I don't good. know. I mean, you know, Night Ranger, that was, I think I had about 10 days notice. So it wasn't so much that as much as it was that they didn't really give me a very like focused set list on what we were going to be playing. It was kind of like, and there was a lot of new material off uh, the new record at that time. And um, there was a lot of like, well, which lead part am I playing in the harmony solo, which solos are mine and, and getting that kind of info was difficult. Um, you know, it was a different challenge than say what I did with foreigner where I learned the set in a day and hopped in with them. That was a, a different kind of challenge or this past tour, you know, getting four hours notice to cover for Reb too, and the and go and make one, we make white sang a one guitar band. So those are like those stressful moments that stand out, you know, but it, it, it those gigs are memorable. You know, they, they stress the shit out of you and you, you like, you know, they take a year off of your life, but you know, at least when you die early, it'll be memorable. You know, <laughs> I guess the adrenaline on those sorts of nights must be absolutely pumping. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah, in particular, the foreigner one really stands out. I mean, that was that was crazy because I was in New York and I still needed to fly, and I was actually playing with Night Ranger, like just opening for Foreigner. So it was like, I'm on stage going, I got to step right back out here with the next band and play their set. And like, so um, that was enormously stressful. And there was about, I think there was 18,000 plus at that first show. And it was on like really a day's notice. So I was, that was, I was very stressed for that one. Did you get to change your clothes or did you just go back straight back out with the same outfit? Same outfit, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> finish the show, walked right back out. <laughs> Absolutely sure. fantastic. Pretty sure Absolutely. I just wore the same clothes, man, yeah. <laughs> Great stuff indeed. Now, you did uh, a couple of albums with Night Ranger and then uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is in there as well. And we've got to mention Whitesnake. You joined them around about 2015. So how did that come about? Um. Yeah, I mean, when Doug left the band, I sent on some video links to Reb because we knew each other from this Night Ranger experience. So I said, hey, would you pass this on to David? I'd like to try and get an audition. And I kind of made the mistake of not really sending like video links to me playing Whitesnake stuff. It was just kind of like, I'll send him some links of, you know, the Night Ranger videos and me on that metal show and that kind of stuff. And um, at first I didn't really hear anything. And then I thought, come on, I got to be able to get an audition here. But I thought about who would I know that knows him? And and I thought of Phil Carson, who manages Foreigner. Um, He's a Brit. I thought, I bet he knows David. Maybe I'll... See if I can call in a favor and, and have him contact David for me. And so that's exactly what happened. Phil contacted David and said, you know, you need to you need to take a look at this guy. Um, and uh, really, from then on, it, everything went really well. I got my foot in the door, got an audition, and that went really, really well. I mean, first, David and I talked for a bit, went down in the studio, did some stuff on what became the Purple album. You know, he gave me a crack at soloing on Lady Double Dealer, I think, and doing a little, you know, creating a harmony solo on the spot and doing a lead pass or two. Went upstairs, ate some dinner. We did some singing and uh, and that was it. And then I was offered the, the gig. Fantastic. And also, David Coverdale, he's a legend. He's iconic, isn't he? So what is he like as a person? I mean, what's your experience of, of being around him and not just working with him, but what's he like as a person to, to be with? 
David's great. I mean, I think when is in particular when you're in the studio, he really loves that that camaraderie of just kind of being one of the guys, one of the the, the guys in the band. And so, um, you know, those that follow him on Twitter know he's he's a lot about humor, but more so than some people would expect. Maybe if you yeah, you don't follow him on Twitter, he's loves to laugh very funny guy. And so he makes you feel like he's just, you know, we're just friends when you're hanging with him. And then all of a sudden he'll start telling a story about working with Jimmy Page or, you know, Richie Blackmore. And then, and then you realize like, Oh oh yeah, that's right. I'm hanging out with like a rock legend here. Um, so, but no, David's been great. And I, I, I sort of hate using the word pleasant surprise, you know, because, but the reality is, you know, everybody knows there's been a lot of members in White Snake. So coming in, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I just thought I'm going to give this a go because it's, you know, there's a, a great catalog there. There's a great history of musicians that have been in that band and it's international. Like, you know, for me, that was a big thing was, uh, you know, TSO played a lot of U.S. Night Ranger played a lot of U.S., but people outside of the U.S. didn't really know of me. So um, I was excited to kind of get around the world a bit more. Uh, so, but I can honestly say, man, I, all the way from day one, moment one, David's been nothing but fantastic to me. And, uh, you know, I, again, hate using the term surprise because it's not like I came in thinking he's going to be a jerk. I, uh, I, I came in just going, I don't know what this is going to be, but you know, he's been really, really great. Fantastic stuff. And that kind of brings us to the present now. I mean, you've got your solo project. It's Joel Hoekstra's 13. Uh, the new album, Crash of Life, it's due out June 16th. You've got some great musicians working with you on this project as well. So talk to me about that, first of all. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, people can check out the first uh, single. There's a video of a song. It's called Far Too Deep up on YouTube, and or you can stream it, obviously, and you pre-order the the cd uh, all those links are available at that youtube link if you go there um but that's like more represent a uh, representative of the heavy side of the record i would say this far too deep track is kind of interesting we kind of led with almost like a metal single mm-hmm. um it, it it definitely has a, a wide variety of music on it and that's the way i like it um, Frontiers is really cool and let me do my thing. But, you know, it's Vinny Apice on drums, Tony Franklin on bass, Derek Sherinian on keys. Jeff Scott Soto does the backing vocals for me because he's a dear friend of mine. And, uh, you know, Jeff's got a lot of projects he sings lead on already. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need one more. And, uh, and then new, the, the new, the newbie on this one is the lead singer, Girish Pradhan, who's, um, just kind of lighting the hard rock world on fire right now. He's really taken off. Um, so he's great. I, you know, the label kind of had introduced me to Garish and um, with his band, he was doing, a, you know, a lot of screaming, very aggressive. And I thought that sounds awesome, but I got to make sure that, you know, a lot of my stuff doesn't call for that. It just kind of calls for singing, you know, like singing the melodies. And um, so I just wanted to make sure he could, you know, fit the bill with that. And as he sang on the record, it turns out, you know, he can really do it all. He's a very versatile singer. So, um, you know, he's a terrific addition and I'm, I'm delighted to have him on board. Fantastic stuff. And uh, you said that the first single there that's it's out there to, to be listened to and watched and that sort of stuff on YouTube nowadays. Um, you can hear that. And as you said, it's, it's metal. It is, it's hard. It's a strong, strong first single to come out from the record. But you mentioned there's, there's some ballad type songs, there's some slower songs on there. Give us, give us a feeling of, of the balance of the, the album then. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, if I looked at like some of the influences that are represented, there's one track that's definitely very ACDC influenced. 
Um, there's a couple that are white snake influenced. Um, there's a couple that, you know, have for me a little bit of like a, a Zeppelin influence. Um, so I, I would say at times I'm influenced by Queensryche and bands like that. Um, so I, I think it's just kind of a mashup of all that. So it's definitely hard rock, you know, but like there's, there are times where the stuff gets a little bluesier, um, or there's even one track on here where the changes are kind of R and B ish, you know? Okay. Um, so I think it's, there, there's a lot of uh, variety on the record. Um, but there's, there are a couple more like far too deep where it's just really heavy and really aggressive. And, um, so I personally, I like it that way. I've always enjoyed like when you get a record and like, it's not the same song 12 times. Yes. It's never done anything for me. I like, I, so especially when it's my thing and, you know, I like to show people a little bit of variety, you know, what, what I like, you know, and I, I think there's other people out there like me that like anywhere from, um, you know, mellower bands like, you know, that are melodic, like Journey or Foreigner, all the way up to Metallica, you know, and I I don't think I'm alone in the world in that, you know, there's like, I, that's kind of where my, uh, my taste in rock lies, you know, I don't, I don't go, oh, they're not heavy enough, I won't listen to them, I, I, I like it, I like all that stuff, you know, on that mellower side, I, I love the, the Journey, um, you know, Foreigner, um, Boston, all that stuff was big for me. The proggy world, you know, with Yes, especially the Trevor Rabin era stuff and Rush. Always a huge Rush fan. I like everything I did. <laughs> and, um, you know, but also the, the the bluesier, you know, bands like Zeppelin, Hendrix, The Doors, really like The Doors. Um, so, I, you know, I got a lot of, I guess variety in my taste of what I like in terms of rock, you know? So I like to represent that on these records too. Absolutely. And how is it being, um, we mentioned that my, my, my project, my record, it's a, how is it being like the lead limelight then when it comes to something like this, it's your name that's in the spotlight. It's not white snake or foreigner or night ranger. This is Joel Hoekstra. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the purpose. It, it, it's, I'm a big fan of how every project has certain levels of participation, like what you're asked to do. Um, and I'm totally down with that. I, I think it's fun to hear the different results and hear other people's personas and personalities and writing be a part of projects and how you mesh with people. Um, but this kind of gives me the opportunity to be the dictator, as it were, you know, which everybody wants their one crack in life at being like, hey, I get to not only write the riffs for this, but I write the the lyrics and the vocal melodies. So basically I sing the entire record and then I just had Girish sing it a whole lot better than me, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. So um, it, it gives me, it gives me an opportunity to, to um, have, I guess, a lot more to do with the outcome. Uh, but it, again, that's not to diminish like my, my appreciation for what I do with other things, bands and every, every gig is going to have certain things that, that are expected of you. And, you know, part of the fun of being in the music world is respecting that and understanding that, you know, um, but not going to lie. It's kind of cool to have the Joel Hoekstra's 13 albums be that one opportunity where I can go. And now I get everything the way I want it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And just on the, the topic of uh, mishmashing people together, I mean, another project that came out not too long ago, I think it was April, um, Revolution Saints, yourself and Dean Castronovo and Jeff Pilsen, obviously, you know, for a long time as well with the Foreigner Connections and everything else that goes on there. The recent album came out, um, like I said, April was um, Eagle Flight, I think it was called. Now, talk to, talk to us a little bit about that record. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an outstanding record. I was really happy when I heard the mixes. I like every track on the record. And that, that sounds like a cliche line, but it's actually true. When I heard it, I went, I listened through the whole thing and I went, man, I like every single song. I didn't hit skip on one of them. Um, I just think, you know, what really raised the bar with all due respect to Dean's drumming and to Jeff's bass playing and, uh, you know, to my guitar playing. What really separates the Revolution Saints thing is is Dean's voice. You know, he to me, I think he might be the most underrated singer in rock today because he's such a good drummer that people focus on him. They think drummer first. They know him from Journey. Um, but let's say that Dean didn't even play drums and people heard his voice. I mean, think about think about like where does he sit in the list of like the top rock singers these days? I mean, he's right up there with all these guys, you know, the the the, the top guys. He's he's on that elite list of classic rock singers. You know, he's right there, in my opinion, with the Kelly Hansons and you know these guys that are out there just crushing it. And um, so, uh, you know, Dean's Dean's an amazing singer, and I think he really in my opinion, came into his own a lot. You know, there's still a lot of Steve Perry comparisons. Um, you know, he's got he's got that kind of like gritty, high tenor tone, legato. I, he's a huge Perry fan. However, I feel like you could definitely, if you listen to it, A-B them, there, there's a definite difference there. I, I felt like he came into his own on this record, and I felt like, um, you know, perhaps Jeff and I uh, uh, just kind of let it, let it roll with our influences from like white snake and Dokken a little bit on this too. And maybe that uh, formulaically nothing has really changed. It's revolution saints. It's very much frontiers baby. And they want, you know, kind of a journey inspired thing, <laughs> but I feel like at times um, it maybe has taken on a heavier edge on this record. Um, just, you know, some of the white snake stuff creeping in or the Dokken stuff kind of creeping in and uh so anyway, they're 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 both great guys. Guys that were nice to me before I my name was really anything, you know. And uh, when we all toured together in 2011 on that tour, that was you know Night Ranger, Foreigner, Journey. There we were, all three of us. And now here we are, like 12 years later, putting this, these albums out. So um, you know, I to me, what guitarist says no to that? You know, I mean. It seems like a no brainer. If you get an opportunity to work with Dean and Jeff, these are two of the top tier guys in the in the melodic hard rock scene and, and guys that I want to work with. And they're great guys. So um, it, there you go. But I, I do, what separates it is is Dean's voice. It's like, you know, you, there's so many albums out with great guitar work or great drumming or great, you know, the, it's it's really Dean's voice is just like, you know, that next step above what you're hearing from on all these other projects. You know, you just don't hear a voice like that. It doesn't doesn't grow on trees. So it's, uh, you know, it really he's he's quite amazing. You know, it makes it makes me realize, you know, us mere mortals, man, we got a lot of work to do to catch up to him. I mean, <laughs> crazy. Like he's one of the top drummers in the world. And then he opens his his mouth and that comes out. It's like, are you kidding me? It's unfair. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, when you hear, when I hear you say that you're just a mere mortal, I must be a piece of grass. But anyway, um, what's in the pipeline for the rest of 2023 then for you? Because obviously you're always really busy, so there must be stuff you've got lined up and, and things you're involved in. Always working. I mean, I just came off of doing the Monsters of Rock cruise and counseling a rock and roll fantasy camp. Um, I just finished a two-week run with Brandon Gibbs, my friend doing acoustic duo shows. I think we're going to hit Europe later this year. and We have shows throughout the U.S., playing live shows at Broadway's Rock of Ages band. I'm going to be out uh, spending a couple weeks with David Coverdale um, coming up here end of May into June, um, spending some time with him um, out at the studio and uh trans-siberian of course trans-siberian orchestra usually is november and december for me um just turned in the riffs for the next iconic record to michael sweet um have already finished tracking the the follow-up to eagle flight for revolution saints so i recorded <laughs> that um so yeah there's always something cooking here man you know Honestly. always working on something but you know obviously the main thing i really really appreciate if people would pick up crash of life and and check out um you know my record that's um that's kind of my my big thing right now is going to be to want to promote that and get people to check it out and give it a chance you know yeah absolutely absolutely like i said at the start hardest working man in showbiz what's the best way for people to keep in touch with what you're doing then joel um, I mean, people can always, I'm on all the social media platforms except TikTok because I'm not a 12 year old girl, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, they can feel free to hit me up on, you know, IG or Twitter and Facebook, all that stuff. I do have a .com. You can just go to joelhoekstra.com and link over to any of that stuff from there. And I do have a YouTube channel as well. Those that would like to subscribe to that. So I try to keep myself out there and I try to do my best to get back to people. So if you inbox me or whatever, I, I should be able to get back to you. Lovely stuff. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Joel. Wish you the best of luck for your new album, Joel Hoekstra's 13, which is out on June 16th, if I remember that right. Everyone get that pre-ordered. Make sure you've got your copies coming through the door when that one drops. Thank you so much for joining us on Vintage Rock Pod. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. There you go, the brilliant Joel Hoekstra there. Like I said, the hardest working man in rock. Always busy, always doing something. Please check out his recent work. Give him a like, a follow, as well on the social media channels too. So that's it for me this week on the Big Interview Show. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Vintage Rock Pod on your podcast app so that you get all the episodes. Remember, they're released every single day. And leave a five-star review if you can on the podcast app that you use. And look for Vintage Rock Pod on YouTube as well. Anyway, I'll be back tomorrow with another This Day Rocks. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 